This is episode 2 of me rambling. Not sure what I'm going to be talking about, but I'm going to be talking about something or some things, a lot of things. Right now I'm in my bed. It's a three-quarter and I'm sending some files to my laptop and it says about one day remaining and there's no electricity it's 2053 South African time 18th of March 2019 I think I feel like I want to talk about destinations places where people go places where people want to go places where people tell people to go because they have had an amazing experience or experiences destinations like the most famous destinations so I once listened to a podcast and a lady who was hosting the show was speaking about was talking about a place where she went I think it was Vietnam where there are ruins old buildings dilapidated buildings broken down buildings with rubbles and it seemed to me that it was a very famous tourist spot and she said she didn't like it because the country or the government or the tourist department was trying to improve the place by trying to rebuild or reconstruct the castle, not the castles, the, the temples to how they used to look like. And when she went there, there were signs and you know those big signs and the warning signs and such things to show that the place is under construction and apparently it was ruining the 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 signs and all the people building and the drilling and people wearing work suits and doing stuff and you know mixing mortar or whatever they were doing apparently maybe they were getting in a way of taking a selfie I guess I suppose so it got me thinking a lot about two things maybe one is that why do we feel like a place has to cater for for our desires why do you want to go to Thailand and experience it the way you read on the guidebook the guidebook told you that walk on this cafe get into this cafe drink a cup of coffee and go out to the to the to the to the sorry to the to the temple and the temple will be so beautiful during sunrise or sunset and there will be no one if you get there by six 
and when you get there by six there are people building and renovating the place and you feel a wave of annoyance and you feel disgusted by them you feel disgusted by the people the native people who live there trying to reconstruct the place so that it can attract more tourists i don't want to take sides on whether reconstructing a temple or leaving it as it is in ruins is okay or not i don't know it can be both ways people who say either way can be right but what bothers me about that is why do we expect that places are gonna be the way we were told they are gonna be there is nothing that there is no way where it's written that a place is supposed to be the way it is supposed to be or it's said to be when you travel you want to experience places as they are not as they supposedly are you don't want to go to the beach and and find it the way it supposedly is you want to go to the beach and find it the way it is on that day when you went there and the second thing that i wanted to talk about was that like why why would you go to a place and then you find that the place is so congested and there's so many tourists and you're like oh this place is so packed there are so many tourists first of all <laughs> the reason why there are so many tourists is that you are there <laughs> you are part of the mob that you are actually uh, criticizing if you were not there the place wouldn't be as packed as it is as you being a number or being a, a human being add into the number of human beings that are there why do we complain when we go to famous places and then we find that it's overpacked or touristy and then we we label it a touristy area because there are so many tourists we are those tourists people don't go out of nowhere those people who you find there looking at the statue of david or the 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 leaning tower or the pyramids or the taj mahal or the grand canyon or the table mountain or you know what i'm talking about all the people that you find there when you travel at the wonders of the world or unesco world heritage sites or you know what i'm talking about all those people you find there are tourists if you are a traveler and you go to a touristy area you are a tourist <laughs> you are a tourist <laughs> you know why because <laughs> because those places are actually locally called a tourist attraction sites and when you go, go there usually you're going to find a tourist 
tourism uh, what do you call those here in south africa we call them information centers they're actually dedicated to tourists not to travelers you will never see anywhere anywhere in south africa written the word travel or travelers or for traveling or no it's usually about tourism and tourists and touring or holiday or vacation or getaway or you know such things you know the breaks that people take during their year when they get a couple of days out for leave they've got to tour they've got to buy a tour and go to a touristy area full of tourists and do touristy things but if you are a traveler you go to a place usually you're gonna land at the most busiest airport in the country that's what is cheapest and usually the 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 airport is gonna be in a city which is usually the second or the first major city in that country meaning there are so many touristy areas around the airport that you just landed at whether it's the capital city you know because capital cities don't just sprout out of nowhere they sprout out of for example Johannesburg or Artambo is the I think it's the busiest if, if I'm not mistaken maybe you can compare it to Cape Town maybe Cape Town is the busiest but I presume or Artambo which is in Johannesburg became an airport because people were coming into South Africa and landing in Johannesburg coming to do business in Johannesburg because there are mines in Johannesburg. There were mines in Johannesburg. So mining activities attracted people to come and build a town and it grew up to become a city and then each airport grew and then it grew to a point where it is busy and it's it becomes the cheapest airport to land at and you're going to find a lot of places to visit around that airport so what i'm saying is you land at a place and then you if you are a traveler then you want to experience the place from the perspective of, of the people who live there you and doing that it means you are going to spend time with people who live there unlike people because people who live there don't go to these attraction places they don't they don't you will never find you will actually but they will be selling stuff to tourists <laughs> you know <laughs> so when i was in india 2018 december i noticed that a lot that Mumbai if you because you land in Mumbai if you want to land at the cheapest airport from South Africa so I landed in Mumbai and you get a lot of bombardment from taxi drivers tuk-tuk drivers coming to you blah 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 scammers trying to scam you and such but the further away you move from the, the airport 
from the CBD and you go into the small villages and or the favelas or you can call them townships the further away you move from the city the more genuine the experience the more real or travelly the places become because people who are around the CPD or the place where you land at are used to seeing people like you landing not knowing what to do not knowing where the taxis are not knowing where you are going and having a bunch of money and not having an idea how much you want to spend and not having idea how to get around and how to use the money machines or ATMs or you see so they get used that becomes their their day to day thing assisting tourists they start from day one they, since they are young they grow around tourists and they start seeing tourists as, as people who who just come and go and eventually to them tourists become numbers they become subjects they become things they be, they lose the hum, human what element because a person who comes to your life and goes or people who come to your life and go and they usually spend less than an hour with you then you and you and you know that you will you will find it so hard to to want to to want to do lasting impressions do you get it so from the point of view of the scammers and the thieves and the people that we meet when we travel in the cbds or lending areas or the around the airports are not are not i wouldn't say that they see you the tourist as just another passing thing an obstacle something to get done with but when you move away from the airports that you land at you find people who are not used to seeing tourists it's not their norm to see someone who doesn't look like them and when they do they want to know more they want to know your story they want also they want you to know their story do you get it people who live in the cbds usually or around tourist attractions they their story is just that that's their story and uh, in most ca- excuse me in most cases they know your story if you are from the US or you're from South Africa they probably most probably or definitely have come across a person who comes from your country to you get it if you are from australia if you are from switzerland if you are from the uk if you are from russia or china or india they probably have met a person who's been from that country you know i've seen that i saw that in mumbai and i saw that in delhi and they would ask me where are you from and I would, I would say i'm from south africa and they were okay i once met a guy who was from blah 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 you get it you get what i'm talking about so 
if you want to travel which is usually cheaper than actually touring because tourists what they do is they travel during touring seasons and prices are inflated that's september to december and tourists book tours and tourists go to tourist attraction places and tourists book guides and translators because they don't have time and they've got a lot of money that's what tour tourists can be described this described as so travelers usually travelers they they have got a budget and they've got more time and less money i mean if you compare the ratio of time and money it would make they've got 70% time and 30% money and tourists have like 70% money and 30% time so you get what i'm saying i'm not saying being a tourist is a wrong thing to do if that is your life and there's nothing you can do about it which i doubt then there's nothing wrong with if you only have a week or two or three weeks to travel and you've got a bunch of money why would you want to spend that three weeks in the same place to get it but if you have more time and little money or 50/50 then you can take it slowly and go to a place stay for a month meet people hang around not having solid plans and let the wind take you wherever it goes and genuinely wanting to meet people and see how they live because the truth is that the farther away you move from your home the less uh familiar the places and the things and the culture and the ways of dressing and the ways of doing things ah the the more the more culture shock you get you know George Carlin said that have you ever noticed that people who are from other countries don't have they don't wear hats that look like yours you know <laughs> so here in South Africa we wear you know ah, come on we are so diverse so we've for every language or culture or tribe we've got a different hat and if you go to Mexico you're going to find a different hat what do they call it uh i forgot it if you go to china they wear a different hat if you go to japan if you go to thailand if you go to india if you go to russia if you go to iceland if you go to bhutan if you go to australia if you go to new zealand if you go to fiji if you go to panama if you go to sicily <laughs> if you go to zimbabwe they wear different hats you get it 
so and they they also have different ways of doing things they've got different routines and habits and they've got different recreational activities and they've got different ways of planting their food and processing their food and cooking and preparing it and processing it and preserving it and pre-cooking it and pre-eating it you know know what i'm saying you know what i'm talking about so (laughs) i think there is nothing much more mysterious in life than us human beings and how diverse we are and how much you can never know even though you've traveled everywhere even if you travel for your whole lifetime you will never know everything there is to see in the world you will never see everything there is to see in the world because let's assume <laughs> let's not even start let's assume that you're going to travel every single country and you are guaranteed to live like uh there are 100 how many countries are there can i google this is it 190 how many but it depends on recognitions by 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 other countries some people say 192 so even if you were to live half of uh, so even if you were to uh, Okay, let's assume that there was, there's 192 countries and we divide it by two. Even if you were to live 96 years, meaning that every year you're going to be traveling to two countries. Sorry, you're going to travel to two countries. Yes, so you're spending six months in a country. 492 countries. So 90, you spend your 96 years traveling to 192 countries. Imagine you've got six months to see Russia. Imagine you've got six months to see the USA. Imagine you've got six months to see Belgium. Imagine you've got six months to see China. Imagine you've got six months to see Canada. And imagine you've got six months to see Brazil or Argentina or South Africa six months imagine you've got six months to see algeria or kazakhstan or mongolia or saudi arabia you do you get it you know what i'm talking about imagine you've got six months to see mexico so it you can never see everything there is that's the beauty about this thing traveling and life it's so mysterious to a point where even the people who study the human brain don't know everything about it. People who study the human eye, the human's guts, the human's hand or the arm, or the, the human's DNA, they don't quite know everything about it. And that's the beauty in life. If we knew every single thing there is to know about 
let me pick a thing that we know everything about. Uh, it's so it's so hard to come up with it unless we invented it. But still, the elements that make the very thing that we invented, it's, yeah, there's a bit of mystery in every single thing. Maybe, maybe let's say, art, the things that we create, the things that we make out of the simplest forms of atoms, you know, things that lack mystery, a lot of mystery. But I I find it hard to come up with something that doesn't need an explanation, you know. So even the simplest things that there is, the simplest thing that there is in life, there is still a mystery behind it. So when you travel... You're just unwrapping mysteries. You're just unwrapping mysteries. And you... At the point where you have traveled, you've got so many things that you don't understand, yet so many things that you have seen. So it's like you are full of questions and you do not have answers. And you are full of assumptions and you are full of full of stories and full of experiences and full of feelings because when you go to a different place you're going to eat different foods you're going to meet different people you're going to see different things you're going to do things differently and the feelings that you're going to experience with your physical body are going to be different because you are sensing with your organs the things that you've never sensed before because of the pressure, air pressure that is there because of the vegetation that is there because of the way things the way things have been done in that country for so many years, for thousands and thousands of years so you are actually just an alien thing that is you, it's like you are in a different planet everything is the same yet everything is different you know the color of the water is different, but the what is in the water is different. The color of the water is the same, the temperature is the same, but the water itself is different. The people, they are human beings, they look like you a bit, but their complexion is in quite like yours. Their hats, their clothing, the way they do things, their foods. Although it's a cabbage that you're eating there, it's a different cabbage. It's a different kind of a cabbage. It was grown in a different environment with different a different kind of you get what I'm talking about. So yes. So traveling is just unwrapping mysteries. You wanna do that for the rest of your life because it keeps you curious as babies are, you know? And it, it makes you a baby. Do you get it? When a baby is learning how to walk, there you are getting out of the plane, leaving the airport. You're in a different world now. You don't know how to cross the street because it's so funny how these cars are coming out of nowhere and they are moving from your left to, to your right or from your right to the left and you don't know where to look first. And somehow they seem not to have the rules that are like the rules in your country of how to operate, of how to do things, of how to... You know what I'm talking about. So you 
it's like you unlearn everything and then you relearn something or you relearn everything so that's what keeps people interesting or keep people interested finding something that is never like the things that we are used to and unlearning things and relearning things you know and learning new things on top of relearning just learning new things because from your country you learned how to cross the road you learned how to cook you learned how to talk you learned how to respond you learned how to to behave when you go to another country you re, you are unlearning what you knew and you are relearning this very same things but the rules are different you learn you are relearning the things that you used to do how to cross the road how to cook how to eat how to talk how to behave how to do things in a respectable manner or how to dress so you relearn those and then on top of that you learn more besides the, the way of doing things because there is there is art and there is culture and then there is there is skills so you are you unlearn your culture you relearn the culture so you learning the culture there and then on top of that you are learning new skills and then you on top of that you you learn the art that is there because art is different everywhere you know the sports are different you are not relearning really a sport if the sport that you are learning now is a sport that you've never seen before you you are not relearning really you are learning on top of what the things that you knew so travel travel for as long as you can for however long you can manage to we should travel i think the reason i mean you can you we can learn from nature that we we were meant to travel I mean I look at the world and I see the pieces of a big giant puzzle and I think wait a minute everything fits in together like why why do we have water why are we surrounded by water because water is so smooth it's so it's so it's so viscous why why does it make it easy for us to leave our country and go to another country why is it possible that we make a plane and it takes us to another country why do the rules allow us to do the things that we are doing i'm not saying that everything that nature allows us to do is right but there are so many it's so easy to travel than not to travel do you get it although if you're standing at a point where you know okay first let me explain to you an analogy this quick story about a frog a frog that was locked that fell into a well or maybe it was born in a well and it lived in the well for for the rest of its oh come on come on now so it lived in that well for the most oh i'm going to ruin this story 
so yes it lived in the in the well and all it could see was the the, the parts of the sky the little round circle on the up there the blue circle that usually could change the hues and the colors and the brightness and sometimes that circle would become dark that was the outside of the well and a tortoise came to the well and it said hey frog why do you live there there's so much to do here and the frog said no this is all there is in life and then the finally the tortoise convinced the frog to get out of the well and they it was realizing that they actually actually the well was a fraction of a fraction of a fraction infinity fraction of what there is to see in the world so we are here and we think that it's hard to travel and we think that we are the s h star 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 t <laughs> we think that we are we think that i mean look ah uh, what's who said that beautiful quote oh god i don't have wi-fi i don't have the internet he said something along the lines of we were not meant to to be vegetated in this small corner of the world we are made to travel because why is it so easy for us to to communicate why do we go to a strange land and we find that it's not that strange why do we go to a place and we find that their food is actually digestible why isn't why can't their food kill us do you get it why don't we go to a country and they want to kill us why are we not very 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 extremely different why don't people on other in other countries have horns why don't they have teeth like vampires why don't why don't they look strange i mean if you go anywhere in the world you're going to actually look like you you're going to notice that we are a little bit different yet a little bit the same it's like we don't out of the blue become different if you move from the south of africa to the north of africa people don't just by crossing a river you come across a people peop, a set of or group of people that is entirely different no they use the complexions the cultures and the way of doing things and the temperatures and the climates and the way the way everything is changes like a gradient you know like a slope you come from the south maybe the complexion is a little bit lighter the closer you go to the equator the darker they become or the lighter they become or their skin you or the color or the way they do things you know that their vegetation you will find that in south africa we have a certain crop when you go to zimbabwe it's the same crop but it starts to disappear when you go to malawi the northernmost part of malawi is something different and the southern part of the following countries you see so things don't just out of the blue become different 
if you go to the neighboring country the country that is next to you adjacent closed by border not diff separated by a sea you'll realize that the things that are there won't actually shock you as much as the things that are five countries away from you you get what i'm saying that of course will exclude uh, i think this is a topic for another day yeah so you know there as civilizations and similarities in countries and the geometry and the shapes of countries and continents how they make things different and make things the same so yes so so the farther away you move from your country more especially if it's it's you you moving from your country to the south or from your country to the north that's when everything starts to be very different very abruptly very very fast you know if you go from eastern europe to western europe things won't be very won't be very different because europe and eastern europe and south uh, eastern europe and western europe are on the same climatic zones it means it's the same kind of trees similar temperatures and climates similar complexions related kind of flora and fauna and this uh, i mean things are different but they're not very different but if you go from europe to you jump from europe to africa then things take a step it's like you're stepping down or you're stepping up you see things that to be very different so yes we must travel because i th- i believe that if when we travel we by default we become less ignorant we more especially when we travel alone you know i was thinking about this the other day that people who travel alone don't have anyone to blame when things go wrong and that's one of the things that do to us and the 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 thought that we know ourselves and the thought that we think we are the ego it stands between us the us that we are and the us that we could be or the us that we are supposed to be so we can be better humans to others and to ourselves is that so when you don't have anyone to blame which is a very essential thing to learn to learn not to blame anyone but yourself or to learn not to blame anything you know when something happens something happens we we've been taught from a very young age that when something happens first we have to know that something bad or something good happened and then we look f- we look for the person to blame or the person to give the credit to that's our way that's our approach of looking at things who did it sorry what happened and who did it so when you travel alone and you get robbed or you drop your wallet of course your first concern is going to be 
I my lost my wallet is lost. Secondly, I must have dropped it, or maybe someone stole it. Yes, maybe someone did it, but you know that it was due to your carelessness. In most cases, you will realize that you are not as smart as you think. You will realize that you are actually smarter than you thought you were when you were, you are with someone traveling with your partner, traveling with your friend, traveling with a group, you you realize that you become reliant on other people and people rely on you. So when you rely on other people, it means that you realize how smart you are, but you don't realize how... Sorry, when you rely on other people, you realize how dumb you are. But when people rely on you, you realize how smart you are. So to strike the balance, you want to be alone so you can realize how stupid you are for not being careful enough, for not being able to solve small problems and still realize how smart you are for memorizing the route or remembering to do things. It also improves your memory. It also improves your skills because when you're alone, you're just a toolbox. You have your toolbox and you've got to equip it yourself. If you're driving a motorcycle, and you are looking for directions, you don't have anyone to tell you 10 left, 10 right. So you look at the map, and then assuming that you don't have a smartphone or you are not looking at a live map, it means you're going to memorize the map, and then you're going to take the route. Meaning you're saving your memory by remembering routes, and you are also doing multitasking if I can say that. So I thought of that the other day, that when you are traveling alone, you, first of all, you, people become very nice to you because you don't have anyone to, to look at when people are talking to you. You don't have anyone to occupy yourself with. You don't have any standing point or, and I think it's such a good thing that we, we do not have coverage, internet, international cell phone coverage that is cheap for us to be on the phone with people we left at home. I think that's a good thing, although we can chat to them. I think that's a very good thing that we are not always on our phones as we are when we are at home. You know, when you're at home, you're in town, you're talking to your friends on the phone because you're so familiar with the place. You can cross the, the roads. You can multitask thereby missing the very things that are around you. I think it's a beautiful thing that when you travel, it's, it forces you to disconnect and to reconnect to the place where you are. It's like you're conscious. It's like you are there. You're just there. You see, that's where it, it, this, this very profound quote said by someone I forgot who it was but you know it that says wherever I go there I am see like when you when you're at a place and you've never been to that place you become very conscious of where you are you're like now I am here you can't be in you can't be a a, a 
a British person in South Africa and be like uh, out of out of you can't be unattentive you are very attentive of every, almost everything that is going on around you because you you are not familiar with the place you 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 are still pressing the buttons to see which works to see what happens when you do this sometimes you're not quite sure of the things that you're doing which adds to your learning experience so unlearning relearning and learning more you get it and i think depending on the kind of a person you are traveling makes you more curious because here you are you've got the things that you used to know and the things that you you used to do and you travel to this country and you realize that they've got they do things differently and you normally you would start to wonder why do they do it that way which brings me to this the thing that i like to talk about a lot being open minded when you travel you know it's so easy to go to a place and think that think that the way they do things is so stupid it's so easy to think that the way the god they pray to is doesn't exist and yours is the one that exists it's so easy to judge people ah this word it's so vague judge i will judge you don't judge me Yes, so judgmental. Only God will judge me. No, like it's so easy to be at a place where you've never been to and think that things are out of place or people are wrong or people are stupid or people are no, people are the way they are. people are the way they are supposed to be people are the way you are when you are at your place you are stupid and clever at the same time you are ununderstandable you are predictable and unpredictable at the same time you you mean there's a quote uh, i don't know if it's a, this is not a quote this is not a quote it's a saying it says form follows function form follows function it means everything that looks like it does something actually does that thing a knife looks like a knife because it cuts you get it the way things are designed things are designed in a way that is effective to do the tasks that they were designed to do things are shaped in a way to accommodate the things that need to be accommodated you get it people dress the way they dress because of how things evolved given that environment given that nature given the date or the age of their whole culture and their whole ancestry do you get it people look the way they look because of 
how they have always looked or how they have changed through the years people eat the things they eat because of how the way the environment in which i mean come on don't go to china and say i would never eat a dog it's so cruel don't go to india and see people not eating beef and say this is so stupid why are they not making cheeseburgers and sorry not cheeseburgers uh, hamburgers and beef burgers and such don't go to a place and think that people are not are, are stupid it's it takes ages and ages to for a country or for a place or for a culture for or for a tribe to be the way they, the way we see them today if you go to papua new guinea and you see that they are not adopting western medicine and somehow you don't understand why they spend the cold or why they get the flu and such don't don't think that they are stupid they are the way they are and they live the way they live and if they get new diseases it's probably not because they are doing things that i mean it's hard for for a a population to wipe itself off now because we are the east and the west and the south and the north doesn't really matter because we are polluting the environment then we can think that oh because we are burning fossil fuel and it's flying all over the the atmosphere and then it's affecting at poisoning the air or the water that is around us then maybe we are killing the small tribes that are in the middle of the amazon or in the middle of the mongolia or in the in the papua new guinea or here in uh, namibia do you get what i'm saying you get what i'm saying so i'm saying that let's go to a place with an open mind and know that the things there are the way they are because of the way that place allows it to be if you go to copenhagen if you go to india if you go to thailand and you see that they are driving by riding bicycles or motorcycles or scooters and where you are from you you drive trucks you know don't think that people are people should be the way you want them to be do not do not uh go to a place and be arrogant i think we learn more and we understand people more by asking questions you go to a place you wonder why this person is doing this thing and you ask they will give you an answer it may be, sound stupid to you but it usually is not stupid it actually isn't stupid you know people we are all here on earth and we are trying to survive and we are figuring things out nobody knows all the answers you know and for the record 
human beings are thriving <laughs> if you didn't know uh, let me let me recommend a book it's called uh, the title of the book is uh, it's hard for me to <laughs> come up with the titles <laughs> but I do read these books come on the title of the book is Factfulness. It's it was written by Ola Rosling and and I forgot. It was actually a a, a, a couple and the 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 father in law and the father in law has passed on, and the book was also recommended by bill gates and other people like me <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know bill gates and i would like to recommend this book to you out there read this book so you can be <laughs> like us you know <laughs> what i'm saying so yeah factfulness it actually talks about how things are getting better and why we are wrong about the way about what we think about the world people are not the kids in Africa are not as hungry as they used to be in 2007 and in your mind you still have that die, that, 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 that pie chart or that graph or that statistics you know we never upgrade our knowledge. Our teachers taught us in 2007 and we still have the information. Do you think that 14 years ago things were the way they are now? Things are actually getting better and we can see that by reading books and we can see that by traveling. The more you travel, I think the more you realize what makes us different and what makes us the same and what lies between that between our differences and our similarities you get it and I think the more you travel you the more you become accommodating the more you travel the less likely you are to to want to defend yourself it's like you kill your main mechanisms of responding to situations and things because you know the main uh, primitive responses that we have like fight or flight when you see someone that's different it's either you want to fight them or kill them or get rid of them or you want to run away you want to take cover you want to you know what I'm talking about. So, if, to quote George Carlin again, he said, <laughs> come on, I'm going to quote him. I always do. He's the, the best comedian of all time. He once said, uh, I think the most revolutionary way of ending the wars that we have today and the hunger and all the people that, all the problems that we have in the world would be to introduce everyone on earth to each and everyone else on earth. And he was joking about how logistically challenging that would be. Imagine me having to 
shake your hand and to shake everyone's hand who is in your country and to shake the people who are in my country so it's like we're gonna make a long queue of people so there's like a people a line of south africans join the line a line of zimbabweans and we go around africa we are all holding hands and all the people in africa are shaking the hands of those who are in europe or asia and from there we shake the hands of all americans and they are <laughs> george kalim is so fucking funny he said <laughs> and that's gonna be challenging also because different people have different length of lengths of names imagine you are in china and you meet john Wu and you meet P. Wu and you meet you know they've got like Zheng, Zhong Tim Zhong, Tim Jing and you go to Kazakhstan and they've got a different length of, if you go to Russia, if you go to Greece if you go to the USA, like we've got different lengths to our names and our surname, if you go to Saudi Arabia Mubarak Al-Barak Muhammad Del, Del Sama Al, you know what I'm talking about <laughs> I don't want to offend people <laughs> by missaying their names. So, so there's like a lot, a, a queue of people with short names and a queue of people with long names, and we we are shaking each other's hands. In China, it's gonna be very fast. When you go to the Middle East, the names are gonna be long, and then you're gonna have to take a long time shaking their hands. Hi, I'm 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 Salam Dil Arab Dil. <laughs> Muhammad dan dan you know what I'm talking about and you go to America I'm Jack Hardinson I'm I'm John Doe I'm Maria Doe I'm Jen I'm Jack Robinson in the UK <laughs> and and you go to <laughs> come on and you go to to make Mexico hi I'm Miguel hi I'm Manuela oh I thought you were Manuel my name is Manuela, my name is Manuelo. My name is Emmanuel. My name is Manuelo. My name is Manu. My name is Manuel. <laughs> you get what I'm talking about. So, and he said, while we are busy shaking the hands of other people, the babies are being born and it's taking long and long. But imagine if that could happen. If we could shake each and everyone's hand, and when babies are born, we shake their hands and we introduce ourselves, and they introduce themselves to us. How easy would it be for you maybe to go to Saudi Arabia or to to wherever people are fighting and to want to kill? I mean, if we are Americans and we say, let's go bomb the Saudi Arabians, you having, having known the people that your country is going to bomb, you'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Don't bomb those people. I know those people. Don't bomb the Arabs. I know those people. You get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. That's a funny joke right there. So, uh, if we knew, if we could just know each other a little bit better, we wouldn't have these fights. You know, I am currently reading a book. I think I shouldn't name the title because it's gonna. I don't want to recommend two books in one title. So, of, of how we wiped out the Neanderthals and other species that didn't fit in our agenda. The, reason, the same reasons why we domesticated 
only the animals that are beneficial to us is the very same reason why we got rid of the animals that have gone extinct they didn't serve any purpose to us and they also threatened our survival so we killed them so that's what happens that's how human beings respond to unfamiliar things that's how you respond to people who don't wear heads that look like yours you either want to kill them or you want to run away from them that's inside you and there's nothing you can do about it but travel and go get to know people and get to familiarize yourself with things that don't look like you but they are actually your your species you know i mean if we can if a human being can kill another human being because of the color of their skin or the color of their they are common because of everything that's different about them why do you think we we find it easy to kill a cow why do you think we are that way there's nothing in common we we feel like there's nothing in common to us with those things that we kill you know the things that we try to get rid of you know we we save the dogs because they you know they protect us they guard us and they they want to please us and they only feed on our on our leftovers they can eat whatever we can give them you know we feed cows because they give us meat and we like meat so much we can't get enough of this stuff get it so it's like here on earth the only things that are alive right now are only alive be- on our mercy you know so why can't we be merciful and try to learn try to understand things so we can together solve the biggest problems that we have i mean animal cru- cruelty cruelty animal cruelty we are not only cruel to animals we are also cruel to plants because they don't move because they can't talk maybe they can but because we don't understand them because we don't quite get what they are about now we don't care about them we can pollute the environment we can dump the tires and the plastics in the ocean because we have nothing in common that we know about with the aquatic life the fish and the phytoplankton and the things that live aqu- aquatic things all the things that live in the water you get it so we human beings probably not why am i human beings find it easy to to get rid of the things that they don't understand we don't give a fuck about the things that we don't understand you get it it's like our need to survive surpasses by far by a very big huge gap surpasses our curiosity we are more interested not interested more inclined or more we we want to breathe we want to keep breathing we want to eat we want to we want to be happy more than we want to know stuff you know our hunger for food is much more agent than our hunger for knowledge and 
we don't only want food we want security we want food security we want to know that we're gonna have food for the next 20 to 50 years but we don't care how it comes about we don't give a fuck <laughs> as for my point or my my the way i see how things are gonna how things are gonna go is i think we human beings are going to multiply and we are going to multiply and we're going to get to a point where the resources that we have can no longer sustain our population not that it's gonna happen and then all of a sudden we're gonna start dying no come on we we are so interested in ourselves we're gonna find ways to we're gonna find ways to make more food to to get around to to create more space if it means building a layer of of earth on top of this one like we can have stories of earth on top of others and we can have like a country on top of a country on top of a country and we've got layers of people so we can feed we can create more surface area we can do that we're gonna do that we can build high rise buildings so we can fit in all of us without dying but the things that that created us the elements we are going to get rid slowly we are going to kill our trees and we are going to kill all the aquatic life and we are going to kill the things that we have not yet discovered about the things that contained the cures for the diseases that we are yet to have so we are going to wipe ourselves out not suddenly but slowly by killing the things the elements that we need because you are a piece of meat that is made of carbon and hydrogen and oxygen and water and the trees are made of the same things a tree is just a bunch of carbon elements which is you you are a carbon element if you die and your body becomes buried and decomposes it becomes the same as the tree and the things that form the soil so if we kill those things that are like us the reason why we eat trees is because trees are like us so we're going to kill those things slowly by slowly and slowly but we're going to find a way to make meat out of nowhere and we're going to eat the meat to a point where we're gonna we're gonna get to a point where we don't even need the cows anymore so we're gonna get rid of them maybe we're gonna use them for other things like entertainment recreation like the way we do dogs you know in the past people used to eat dogs you know people used to 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 we domesticated animals first for food and then when we have invented other ways to make food we started using them to help us make more food that is much more nutrient nutritious and then we started using them for entertainment for example uh, we started eating dogs because they were much more likely or easier to domesticate we domesticated cattle we domesticated horses we domesticated cats we used to eat those things and then we started domesticating them for entertainment like horses like lions and like other you know we started wiping out no like being selective of okay now now we don't need to eat horses anymore we don't need to eat donkeys anymore we don't need to eat snakes anymore you know all the, the animals and the plants that we use for recreational purposes used to be 
important to us much more than they are today and slowly by slowly we wiped out the dodo we wiped out the kwaha the thing that looked you know the cross between the zebra and and what come on it's an animal that looked like a zebra half zebra half whatever so we wiped out those animals because they didn't serve a bigger function to us maybe their meat didn't take taste delicious or maybe they were just you know so we wiped out everything that didn't serve any good purpose or they couldn't entertain us and some animals were just un- untamable you know we couldn't tame you know mm, the reason why tigers uh, oh, baboons and uh, uh, oh, why am I finding oh and and great white sharks and and jaguars and black panthers and saber toothed tigers and and jackals and you know those things there it it's we find it hard we find them we find it hard to 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 tame them they are just untamable they are not interested like cats you know you cannot tame a cat cats are hard to train they don't give a fuck you know <laughs> i think <laughs> that's a key to survival you know i think it's very key to survive if you are an animal and you don't give a fuck providing way providing you know where to get the food from i think you, you can you can make it in this world because human beings don't give a fuck you know we are we are that way we don't give a fuck we give a fuck about ourselves and we can be uninterested in something cats are the the same way if a, a cat can come to, to you and you take it to your arms and you want to cuddle and it can just look at you and just walk away they don't give a fuck and they you know why haven't we managed to 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 tame rats why maybe we used to eat them but now they don't serve any purpose i mean they are not big enough to satisfy our guts to fill our guts they are so hard to capture <laughs> you get it so those things are un- they are unlike us they don't save us serve us any purpose so the trees right now that are not serving us a big purpose you know the trees that are dying rapidly things the the species or species like the things that are extincting you know things are extincting because we don't give a fuck about them the glaciers are melting we even managed to to change from the word global warming to climate change you know just so it doesn't seem too agent as agent as it is because we don't want to to frighten ourselves you know yes yeah, no it's just climate change i mean it can be either way it can be changing for good or for bad we don't give a fuck of how we don't give a fuck about how people take it we just want them to know that eh, it might be changing up and down you know 50-50 but we are going away slowly like a bad case of flu that's george carlin he said 
the planet's gonna be fine it's been here it's been here for tens of thousands of years and we think that uh, sorry we think that a uh, a baby what are those baby what Ugh. nappies you know we think that plastics are gonna are gonna are gonna they are gonna destroy the world no actually actually the world is going is going nowhere the world is not going anywhere we are human beings are going somewhere and that's back to the to the soil and we are going to fertilize this 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 uh this this planet we are going to like die off slowly and then we're going our our elements are going to fertilize the, 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 the environment. And from there, the bacteria from our bodies are, is going to, the bacteria are going to form other living things and they're going to evolve. I mean, the planet has so much patience, so much patience than we think it does. I mean, we, we've just been here for like three seconds if we convert that to the the age of the earth to 24 hours maybe we've been here for three seconds and we think that we've been here forever what do you think has been happening in that 24 hours the earth has more 24 hours than we think and we're going to be wiped away and the bacteria in our bodies is going to form again and form and evolve into other things that are suddenly gonna become things that look like human beings but not quite like it and that maybe they're gonna become human beings and maybe they're gonna be, be like us and they're gonna do these things and the trees are gonna start growing and they're gonna do stupid things like the things that we are doing and they're gonna start reinventing the cars you know where do we think the diamonds are coming from where do we think gold comes from where do we think that coal comes from coal comes from human beings that were here the stupid human beings that used to live here they became decomposed and they became compacted to the soil and they became coal and they became diamonds do you have any idea how long it takes to form it to 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 turn a human body into a diamond a lot of time so yeah so we're going to do that and human beings are going to come and wipe themselves and it's just going to be a conundrum that's gonna continue like that you know the chicken egg thing so yes the earth is going to chicken and egg itself because we do not give a fuck about things that don't help us or that don't serve us a purpose at that time and we are not interested in knowing each other like we put our agent needs first and then we forget about everyone else i've been talking for one hour and 15 minutes and i ah come on you should have said 1 15 15 ah i was gonna pause it i was gonna stop it look cool 15 29 15 32 let me make it 15 35 